Want to get Dolls of Horror episodes a week in advance? Go to patreon.com slash the Dolls of Horror for more information. Dear God. Depart this mortal coil. Demon be gone. Be gone? Come on. There's no God, buddy. And there's no heaven. And do you know what pissed me off the most? No fucking wings! Watch a few movies, take a few notes. It was fun. We all remember what prom was like when we were in high school. Getting all dressed up, ordering special flowers, reserving a limo, seeing all of your friends, giving your ring to your date, then going off to get punched for you and your date, only to find your date making out with someone else, throwing you into a rage which causes you to steal a smoke bomb in order to exact revenge on your date, who so happens to be prom queen, so you sneak onto a catwalk to drop it on her, but instead of making her stinky, you accidentally set her on fire and kill her, turning her into a murderous ghost 30 years later. Okay, so maybe those last few things aren't as common, which is probably why this movie exists. So put on some formal wear and some really uncomfortable shoes, as tonight, the dolls talk about 1987's Prom Night 2. And now... The Dolls of Horror. It's showtime. Hi guys, welcome back to the Dolls of Horror podcast, the spot to feed your tormented addiction. I'm Summer. And I'm Jamie. And tonight we have back an extra, extra special guest returning to come play with us is our artist, Clark. I'm back. (laughs) And we are so excited to have you back. Always. Yes. (laughs) You came to play with us on a couple of live streams, which was great, but you were also on our Killer Clowns from Outer Space episode, and that was also great. Yes, and one of my favorites, although that might be a little bit biased. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. It's one of my favorites, too. <laughs> I gave you the option. I said, what movie do you want to do? So I figured that was, by default, one of your one of your faves, and it was so much fun to record that episode. I, I just listened back to it um, a week or two ago for the first time ever. Because I have not been in the mood to listen to my my voice. And it came out really good. I liked it. Yeah, it was a really good episode. I need to re-listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we had a lot of fun, huh? Yes. (laughs) Tonight, we are going to be talking about Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2 from 1987. Because it's prom season and we're still in the Rona. So no one's having a prom yet. So... Like we did last year, we're just going to continue with the virtual horror prom theme. Mm-hmm. The prom must go on. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Clark, when is the first time you've seen this movie? Oh, I saw this as a kid, but yeah. I actually um, probably just rewatched it um, about six months ago. Mm-hmm. So when you said that you had a space for this one, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll hop on. I'm kind yeah. of the drawings, might as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jamie, what about you? Oh, 
I saw this one quite a while ago for the first time. Um, it was probably when I was like 18, 19, 20, somewhere in there when I was just watching like a ton of them. But yes. I love this one. So it was a treat to rewatch it. <laughs> it is a treat. I watch this one at least once a year. Nice. So, yeah, usually around prom season just because. And I think the first time I saw it was I maybe I was probably like 10 or 12. So I was loving it. I was loving it. You know, at that age, I was consuming anything horror. It did not matter. So, but I've always loved, you know, a nice 50s theme. So that had that going for it. And yeah, it's just, it's just a really fun time. So if you listeners have not seen Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2 before, the synopsis is... When Hamilton High's 1957 prom queen is killed by her jilted boyfriend, she comes back for revenge 30 years later. It is directed by Bruce Pittman and written by Ron Oliver and stars Michael Ironside, Wendy Lyon, Terry Hawks, Barack Simpson, and I don't know how to pronounce Mary Lou's name. Lisa Scratch, S-C-H-R-A-G-E. Sounds good to me. Yeah, right. That's what it looks like. I'm just going to call her Miss Lisa. Sorry if I got that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I love Brock Simpson so much. I love him so much because he is in all four prom night movies. Oh, that's, that's continu- continuity. There we go. <laughs> yes. And in, in all four, he's always a different character. Oh, that's well, in the first one, he was one of the kids that was like, kill, kill, yep. right? Sure was. You can see it in his face. Mm -hmm. And in this one, of course, he is a little more grown up and he has a much bigger part. In part three, he plays a cop. And in part four, he is the priest. Not the evil priest. The priest who means well, but fucks everything up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I really love the fact that he is in them all. I think that is so fun. That is really fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, favorite kill. Fatality. How about you, Clark? Well, um, my favorite one is probably, um, I think the character's name is, mm, is it Jess? No, it's not Jess. It's um, Monica. I think that's her name. Is it the um, locker room or the... Yes, it's the yeah. locker room one where it's like the... Well, first of all, for any kind of fans of full frontal nudity, you get that from like the main actress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which is mm-hmm. surprising. Oh, yeah. You don't really see that too often where the main mm-hmm. person is the one giving you beaver and everything. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and she goes running and hides in a locker and all of a sudden supernatural stuff happens and squish, there she goes and blood pops out and it's just glorious. It is glorious. That's actually one of my favorites, too. I'm going to say it's like my runner-up, but I love that kill so much. What's your favorite favorite? Oh, I mean, my favorite favorite, and of course we know she's not fully dead. She comes back, but it's Mary Lou in the beginning. It's Uh so good. She gets her crown, then, you know, the the jilted boyfriend throws down, like, a stink bomb, but that goes, like, horribly wrong, and then, you know, you just get a great, like, I love a prom queen on fire. Like, it's wonderful. (laughs) And then her face is all burny, and she looks up, and he's, like, looking down, and everyone's just, like, standing back and watching this all happen, and nobody's, like, trying to 
to help, like, maybe, like, I don't know, like, take some blankets, clothes, like, tablecloths, try to put the fire out, but, you know. Fruit punch, <laughs> maybe. Not anything. Well, I just love... But they just stand in horror. <laughs> yeah, no, I just love the fact, too, that most people will be, like, flailing around, screaming their heads off if they're on fire, but she has a, a whole good moment to look back and see, like, uh-huh. oh, you did this to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. <A> clarity <laughs> moment? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yep. yeah. I love the fire scene because the effect is amazing. It's, it's, it's gorgeous. Such a good fire stunt. And... I read this. I'm not sure how accurate it is, but at the time, the Mary Lou Death fire scene was the longest running fire stunt in any movie. Oh, oh wow. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how long that actress was actually on, not that stunt woman was actually on fire for. I did notate that, though, that her firework was pretty damn good. It was so good. Yeah. It was so, so good. So I definitely agree with Jamie and that fire uh, scene. It's good. My favorite kill, though, for me, it's going to be Jess because there's so much to it. She's the one that gets hung by the 1957 cape. Oh, mm-hmm. but I love it because of the fake out where you think she's going to get like, you know, guillotined up with the paper shredder. <laughs> and then, oh, nope, we're just going to go straight up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings me to my next point. Can someone please tell me why in my elementary school we had to use those horrible safety scissors that wouldn't cut a thing, but we were allowed to have full access to the uh, the paper cutter? <laughs> that is so true. We had the stupid safety scissors, but we also had full access to like the sharp like blade cutter. Yes, yes, the the classroom guillotine man. Come on, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's so you couldn't just run around stabbing people. <laughs> that's true that would be difficult to carry around as a weapon <laughs> how did they know me so well but i mean to this day i have like fear of the paper cutter we have one at the office and every time i see it i go Mm-mm. <laughs> so that's pretty intimidating yeah it's just awful i i'm already a klutz so i'm always afraid i'm gonna cut something off you know when i'm cooking or <laughs> something mm-hmm. anyway um, honorable mention kill, runner-up, um, Josh's computer screen zap. That's pretty awesome. I love that scene so much. I love, like, the blue, like, computer, mm-hmm. like, electricity mm-hmm. that comes out of it in his face. Oh, it's so good. Well, he was wrong. Dead wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he sure was, and he found he out. <laughs> oh, and I think... Honestly, have um, I know Clark has, but Jamie, have you seen all the prom nights? I actually have not. I have not seen the last two, just the first two. Really? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, you got some work to do, and I apologize in advance. No spoilers, no. Have you seen uh, the remake? I have not seen the remake either. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah. Okay, not very popular opinion, but I like the remake. But it's I like, like it. Brittany, Brittany. I was going to say Brittany Snow. Snow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like you, her. You know I love me some Brittany Snow from the American Dreams days. <laughs> Come on. Mm-hmm. But I really feel like it's not, uh, uh, it's one of those remakes that doesn't need to be a remake. It shares yeah. the name. That's about it. Yeah. And it ha- happens true. to be a prom. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. I think the, the name was maybe just a cash grab because it has nothing to do with anything except there's a prom. Right. 
you know. Okay. No, but I liked it okay. I like James Ranson in it, of course. He's our, our deputy so-and-so from Sinister. He's in it. So I, anytime I can see him do his thing, it's it's enjoyable. And Yeah, I love me some Britney Snow so much. So it's it's fine. It's a, it's a good prom movie for sure, but I don't consider it like part of the franchise. Gotcha. I personally, I personally think part two is the most entertaining of all of them. I agree. I agree. I and love part two. I think part two has the best kills in the franchise, including if, the remake. If I had to describe part two to someone who's never seen it, I'd be like, it's like Carrie meets Nightmare on Elm Street, basically. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So, so fun. Okay, um, let's let's jump right in and talk about some of our cast members on this right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Of course, we have uh, Michael Ironside, like our headliner for sure. Oh yeah, he's been in so much, and I just like uh, the whole movie. I just like imagine scanners. <laughs> like I just come <laughs> thinking of scanners. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. I always think of scanners, of course, and. Um, Tales from the Crypt. Mm. He's in one of Henry's favorite episodes. Um, it's the one with uh, Kim Delaney in it, him and her. And um, The Vagrant. You know I love me The Vagrant. I yeah. go for uh, Starship Troopers, actually. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love Starship Troopers. That's fun. Again, I'll, I love me some Dina Meyer as well. So I like that. Uh, he also wrote and directed The Arrangement. So... He's started to branch out a little bit. Um, while he still mostly acts, he's doing other things as well. Um, Wendy Lyon plays Vicky Carpenter. And I mean, I think this was probably the first time I'd ever seen her. And she hasn't done a whole lot. But I did mm-hmm. watch her growing up in the Anne of Green Gables uh, miniseries. Mm-hmm. And Friday the 13th, uh, the series. And let's see. She, she recently was appara- did. She was apparently in Cheaper Water. Yeah, she recently did but that. But I, I, I'm having trouble remembering who she was. I've seen that, but I'm like, I'm trying to remember her. I think her, she but... was credited as a receptionist or something. Mm-hmm. But, oh, okay. I haven't seen that one yet. So The only thing I'm actually familiar with her from, and I, I had no idea until I looked it up about five minutes ago, is that she was one of the voices in Sailor Moon. She was uh, mm-hmm. Queen Serenity, and I oh. loved that show. But the funny thing is the other girl um, who was like her arch nemesis in it mm-hmm. I think, um, was Kelly, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She actually played mm-hmm. Serena, which was Sailor Moon. And you could hear it definitely in her voice. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, you have a voice for animation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We actually talked a lot about Terry Hawks, who plays Kelly, for Killer Party. We sure did. Yes, we did. She was in that. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. Clark saw Killer Party recently, right? Yes. And I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did too. (laughs) It's a fun one. It's so much fun. But yeah, so this was the first time I had seen her. And then when I saw Killer Party a few years later, I was so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see here. Louis Ferreira plays Craig Nordham and Prom Night 2 was his third role. He was also in Cocktail and Friday the 13th of the series and is oh. consistently working in TVs and movies, including Saw 4 in Bates Motel. Um, and he's been working all up until last year when everything shut down. So good for him. 
Oh, he's staying busy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's very, he the, sorry, go ahead. He's very talented and <clears throat> very handsome as well. <laughs> well, I saw that he did like a ton of TV, like mm-hmm. so many popular shows, but mm-hmm. it's usually just like one-off characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did recognize him from Saw 4. I wouldn't have known it was him unless I looked it up, but I was like, oh, okay, it's all coming mm-hmm. back to me. And it's the, the mausoleum kill where he has like his uh, mouth shut, sewn shut. Oof. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. I like Saw 4. It's one of my faves. So. Oh, what else we got? Uh, Brock Simpson that we just talked about uh, plays Josh. He hasn't done a whole lot, but he did do all four prom nights, as I said. And he's done a little bit here and there, but mainly it's all about the prom night. He also wrote and directed a movie called uh, Fancy Dancing, which, I mean, I'm kind of into the title. So I'm Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I need to check that out. Um, as I said, Terry Hawks plays Kelly. We talked about her a lot in Killer Party, and she does voiceovers, and I love her voice, guys. Did you guys mention in Killer Party that she was um, Polaris in the X-Men animated series from, like, the early 90s? I don't recall. I don't don't think so. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah, it's uh, one of Magneto's kids, and she has, like, green hair, I believe. (laughs) Fun. That's amazing. Yeah, I love her so much. She's she's great. I always thought I loved her voice, and I always thought she was, like, super pretty. So, yeah. Agreed. Uh, Miss Lisa played uh, Mary Lou Maloney. And she had 14 roles up until 1999. And I'm not sure, but I heard from what I read that she is now a yoga teacher in Canada. So she's doing that lifestyle. (laughs) Um, Richard Monet plays Father Cooper, and he worked in TV and film until 1997 um, with... uh, Projects like uh, Why All My Pretty One Sleeps. He also directed the TV versions of The Taming of the Shrew and The Comedy of Errors. And he he passed in uh, 2008 from a a pulmonary embolism, and he was 64 years old. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Beverly Hendry plays Monica Waters. And again, kind of like with Killer Party, a lot of these people, they did a few things and then just started doing other things out of the business. So she did 14 uh, TV and movie roles, including Highlander and The Commish. Um, Beth Gondake plays Jess Browning, and she only did seven um, roles scattered through the 80s and all the way up until 2012. I haven't seen any of them. <laughs> and then we got our, our little characters, um, like her parents, Wendell Smith and Judy, maybe. Again, not familiar with them. Don't really know what else they've been doing. I thought Wendell was sweet, though. Oh, so sweet. <laughs> yeah. Was that the dad? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, sweet until they had like that incestuous moment. I was going to say, oh, except there is that one moment at the end that's not so sweet. Well, she was kind of possessed, so. <laughs> he was super possessed. <laughs> Just a little bit. He was under the influence of the possession, so. Now, the guy who plays the young buddy, Robert Lewis, I remember him. I grew up watching him. Um, Prom Night 2 was his first role, but he was in a movie uh 
called The Secret Life of Zoe in Stargate SG-1 in Dark Angel, and he is credited as the moderator in Disturbing Behavior. That was actually great casting there, because I had to wonder, like, okay, did they, like, Mm -hmm. de-age Michael Ironside? It looks so much like him. It does! Seriously. But I will say it's funny, they definitely gave the Grease treatment where a whole bunch of 30-year-olds are playing high school students (laughs) (laughs) in the beginning part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. Or at least mid-20s. Definitely not 17. Yeah, definitely not teenagers. (laughs) (laughs) And my favorite credit is Loretta Bailey is credited as Mary Lou Creature. Oh, okay. So when she is burned, I presume? (laughs) I guess that's like the creature version of her, yeah? Yeah. (laughs) So, hey, Loretta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that, that pretty much wraps it up for mm-hmm. the cast. Um, I enjoy this cast a lot. I do. I don't, I'm not familiar with most of them, but I really like them. I think they all worked well together. They had a good feeling. I'd watch them again in something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen a lot of work by a lot of them, but, you know, there's a couple by each of them that I looked at that I was like, I'd watch that. It looks pretty good. Yeah. For sure, for sure. How about epic line time? This is going to be totally epic. Ooh, always a tricky one. But I got a couple. This is so hard. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, um, I'll go. Um, Okay, so um, one of my runners-up is definitely in the beginning when Mary Lou is doing her confessional. (laughs) The The whole confessional is really great. But towards the end of it, you know, she says, I've had sinful relationships with boys at my school. Many boys. And then, <laughs> and then he says, Father, one more thing. I loved every minute of it. Ooh, girl. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It has been three months since my last confession. I have disobeyed my parents many times. I've taken the Lord's name in vain. Many times. I've had sinful relations. Boys at my school. Many boys. Many times. My child, these are great sins. You must prepare yourself for the consequences. Father, there is one more thing. What is it, my poor child? I loved every minute of it. Mary Lou is that bitch. Yes, 100%. Oh, so I love she that. Is that bitch. Yes. I, I love in that scene where the father's like, she goes, oh, there's one more thing. He's like, what is it, my poor child? Like, how can oh, yeah. there be any more after everything you just said? <laughs> so good. Um, and then I really like, um, I just called him Potato Boy. Um, I don't remember what the character's name was. <laughs> But he gives his whole presentation. He's, like, really into his, like, potato, potato, radio, potato. Um, and so he's like, is it a fruit? No. Is it a vegetable? No. It's a radio. When I began this experiment, they laughed, you know. And he's, like, going into this whole thing. And he's like, a potato. It'll never work. Is it a fruit? No. Is it a vegetable? No. It's a radio. Yes. 
When I began this experiment, they laughed. Just as you're laughing now. He said, Josh, Josh, potato, it'll never work. He likes you. It is so You obvious. something conventional, something proven. He's a jerk. Hakimi. Like I want something radical. So I developed the guacamole radio, but that was no good. All I could pick up was stations in Mexico. Um, so I love that moment. That whole scene is really good. But I think my favorite of all is the fun um, exorcist uh, reference where he says, your mother sews socks in hell. Um, you know, there could be a lot of advantages when a girl's <laughs> head spins around. She's stuck in detention until five. She said you should just go. What, what were they fighting about? I don't know. She's been acting strange all day. Is she sick or something? Maybe she's possessed. Your mother sews socks in hell, Father Karras. You know, there could be a lot of advantages in a girl whose head spins around. <laughs> I also notated that one, but I do like oh. how they brought it back at the end when he's in the sarcophagus. His head is actually yes. turned all the way around. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> a good callback. So that's my favorite one, but there were definitely some good ones in there. So good. But you, Mr. Clark? Um, I had a few that you said. Um, I love the little cheesy ones that I would never say is like the most epic, but like the see you later alligator that she mentions a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I know Summer will probably mentioned this at one point, the it's not who you come with, it's who mm-hmm. takes you home because it's mentioned in every single movie. Sure is. You came with me. It's not who you come with. It's who takes you home. Scram! I love um, that. But two of my favorites are probably whenever, um, well, it's Mary Lou, technically, but she's, like, describing that there's no heaven, no hell, and she goes, but you know what pissed me off the most? No fucking wings! Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) That was so good. (laughs) And then uh, I, I would say my most epic line, just because of, like, how... I don't know. I just love the expression afterwards is whenever there's like some random prom student, he's just like, Hey Kelly, how'd you blow it? Hey Kelly, how'd you blow it? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. And if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. You know exactly what you're talking Mm -hmm. about. (laughs) Okay. I have a fun fact on that line. Okay. Okay. Again, internet, so don't know how true it is, but apparently who, uh, who says, hey, Kelly, how'd you blow it is the screenwriter, Ron Oliver. Nice. Right. Fun. Right. So I love it. I'm getting rid of my fun facts as we go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that's great that you actually mentioned that. If I wrote a movie, awesome. I'd want to be in it. Oh, yeah. Same. Uh... Okay, I have so many more lines, but you guys knocked out several of them, so this makes it easier. You're welcome. Uh-huh. <laughs> this, I think, is going to be my most epic, and it is when Josh, our computer zap kill guy, is uh, expressing his plans for going to the prom, and he says, I'm planning to go alone. I'm going to drink too much beer and throw up in the can. It's my duty. I'm a teenager. No, I'm not that desperate. Still no date. What else do you line up for your company? Well, I'm, I'm planning to go alone. I'm going to drink too much beer and throw up in the can. It's my duty. I'm a teenager. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
Henry actually walked in on me when I was watching that scene, and he's like, what's his duty? Like, he missed the first part. <laughs> he oh. just heard, it's my duty, I'm a teenager. He's like, <laughs> so he started making guesses about what, what being a teenager duty was. <laughs> oh, my God. What were his guesses? You don't want to know. <laughs> I like, think we've all had no. those moments, though, no. where we pretty much had to say, like, oh, okay, like, this is my age. I get to do this. I get to yep. look stupid. Mm-hmm. Totally. If not now, when? Exactly. Exactly, yeah. Right. So, okay. My runner-ups. Also, Josh, life's a joke and then you croak. You bastard. Life's a joke. Then you croak. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, last but not least, is the outgoing message on the voicemail when Mary Lou is in full control of, of um, Vicky. And she says, Hi, Mary Lou speaking. Sorry, I can't come to the phone right now, but I'm busy at the prom. Places to go, people to kill. Hi, Mary Lou speaking. Sorry, I can't come to the phone right now, but I'm busy at the prom. Places to go, people to kill. <laughs> Don't bother leaving a message. Vicky doesn't live here anymore. <laughs> I had that one notated too. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's good. I've always remembered it too. That one's always, always stuck with me. It's like that Taylor Swift song. Oh, she's dead now or something. <laughs> oh, because she's dead. That's uh-huh. what she says. I mean, I also, I really, really enjoyed um, when, what's the guy's name again? Craig is talking to his dad, you know, the principal. Also, remember, this kind of mirrors the relationship between Jamie Lee Curtis and Leslie Nielsen in part one, because her dad was mm-hmm. the principal, right? Yeah. So that was fun. But he's like, shit, dad, I've been going to school for 100 years. And he's like, you're going to throw your future away. And he's like, I'm not going to throw it away. I'm just going to juggle it for a while. Hey, dad, about college. I got a copy of your paperwork. I'm not going to college. I want to take a year, you know, get a job, live my life. You serious? Yeah. Yeah, I am, Dad. All of a sudden, you think you're mature enough to make decisions that are going to affect the rest of your life. Oh, shit, Dad, I've been going to school for a hundred years. This frightens me, Greg. What are you afraid of? I'm afraid you're going to throw away your whole future. I'm not going to throw it away, huh? I just want to juggle it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I kind of love that. And then we also got a, you know, comment on the, the callback of the line um, because it's a big free country. How would he grow square for anyway? Because mm-hmm. he treats me right. His daddy's rich. Rich enough to make Billy cool. So mm-hmm. why do you grow up with me? Um, because it's a big free Oh, God bless America. (laughs) That they brought back later. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Kind of like an earmark of, oh, this is Mary Lou now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So many good epic lines. I literally had two pages written down of amazing lines. So... I had 
had a lot of notes for this one. My brain like overloaded at certain points. <laughs> you'll hear you'll you'll when we get to fashion, you'll understand. <laughs> but my, my brain overloaded at certain points. And then I looked down and I just had so many pages of notes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, let's let's do some fashion, huh? Young, hot, and an attitude that says who cares? It's only fashion. That Hansel's so hot right now. All right. My brain is going to explode right now. Um, I love the fashion in this movie, and it was hard to pick one thing. <laughs> it was really hard to pick, but... I narrowed it down to two. I am going to right now narrow it down to two. <laughs> For what, 50? <laughs> you know, it's like 10, but no. <laughs> I'll just do two. Um, I seriously had 50 for Witchboard and Witchboard Part part 2. I had like 15. <laughs> uh, there's so many good. Yes, there's so many good fits. Um, okay. I, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the character. Um, I think it might be the girl who gets smushed in the lockers. But there's one point where she's wearing this really cute, like, pink knitted kind of blouse. And it's got, like, these big pastel color, like, spots on it. And um, it's belted. And she's wearing it with, like, a turquoise blue skirt and, like, a white belt buckle. And it's super cute. And I love it. I love the colors. Um, And then I think my runner, that's probably my favorite one. And then my runner-up has to be Mary Lou's prom dress because it's just so gorgeous. Which one? The pink, pinkish kind of one in the beginning, in okay. the first, um, in the original prom. Yeah, the I love it. Seven dress. Oh yeah. Yes, it's got like layers and a bow around the bottom, and it's really cute. And then I have to mention it. It was not a pink robe, but at the end of it, she's in a pink blanket that's being used as a robe. So I'm gonna <laughs> say that counts. I'm adding it to my list of pink robes of horror. <laughs> so I just actually uh, started following you on Instagram because I just got back into it. And mm-hmm. I noticed one of your photos of you and your pink robe and some references. So I just think that's great. I love them. I literally, so I have lists on my phone of certain things. And when I watch movies and I notice it, I add it to my list. So I have a pink robes of horror. I have a dances of horror. I have a dogs of horror, a toilets of horror. So every hula time hoop, I see one hoops. of the hoops of horror, that one's really small. That's a small list. But every time <laughs> I see it, I add it to my list. And the pink robes one is my most epic of lists. It's the longest. <laughs> Well, I need to buy a pink robe now because mine is lavender and we need to do like a live streaming in our pink robes. Yes, we do. (laughs) Which one will I choose? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's let's say right off the bat, I love the opening prom dress. It's great. So Um, beautiful. Right before she gets lit on fire. And I... I was brought back to when we were talking about Bloody New Year because that took place only two years later. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yeah, I just really like the style, clearly. But I think for my fashion moment, it's like the third or fourth scene when um, Vicky and her her fella are, are in the diner having breakfast. And the waiter comes to their table and he's wearing sunglasses. Oh, yeah, I noted that. <laughs> That's my fashion moment. Waiter in the sunglasses while he's pouring the water. Love it. I, I could never get away with that at my waiter job, for sure. They'd be like, take those off. Yeah, I know. I was into it. I was so into it. So, yeah, that's my fashion moment. 
I actually didn't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I know anything that I would pick, you guys would cover most likely. Uh, <laughs> and everything else was just kind of like basic clothes you would see like in the 80s. It was nothing really special. Uh-huh. But I did have some stuff for hair, so whenever you want to talk about that. Oh, well. <laughs> Let's go on, Clark. Let's talk some hair. Yeah. What do you have to say about the hair? This doesn't concern you, LeFleur. Not nearly as much as your hair does. That's for sure. So if you want to go best hair, you're definitely not going to go with Jess and her cure hair. Oh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> that yes. was just so, so wacky compared to everyone. But I so did, wacky. I did love Wendy's big old mame of like mm-hmm. blonde. Just I don't know what it is. If it was curly and just brushed out or whatever. But I would say my favorite is uh, Kelly's glitter fiesta hair. <laughs> yes! Oh my god, <laughs> a perfect description of it. I love it. <laughs> I wrote Kelly's prom hair is so sparkly. <laughs> I mentioned the sparkles as well. <laughs> so much sparkle. It almost put soul glow to like shame. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh gosh. Uh, I also notated Jess's like wild tall like insane hair and then i also wrote because i was thinking about it that that scene where she's like sitting on the bathroom floor it's very like heathers isn't it oh yeah oh yeah totally and i don't know what came first was this maybe even the same year i don't even know but there's an mm. almost identical shot in heathers which i love so yeah anyway, moving on um so I loved Vicky's hair, both pre and post possession. Well, before when she's pre possession, it's like it's a little bit more frizzy, and but she has those two little braids on the side, which mm-hmm. are super cute and super like girly, like childish almost. But then um, after she's Mary Lou, it's like even bigger, but it's more may it's more. Um, the, the curls or the crimp in it, whatever that is, it's a much more sharp and it's less frizzy, so it's more defined. So I think I'm going to have to go with a post Mary Lou's big, beautiful hair. <laughs> you guys touched on hair's uh, hair fashion, mo- hair moments that I wrote down for sure because they're pretty unmissable. Um, but I will say I do just really adore Mary Lou's hair from the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's like the brown little curls. And I wish I could do that with my hair. And it's really cute. Mm-hmm. But I did I did note all of the hairstyles that you guys mentioned. And also Potato Boy's hair was pretty <laughs> wild. <laughs> okay, is Potato Boy Josh? Just making yeah. sure. Okay. I think so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's always going to be known as Potato Boy because of that radio scene. I literally wrote that down the whole movie. I I literally like listed anything I had about him as um PB like Potato Boy. <laughs> I'm so bad with names. I'm so bad with names sometimes. This one was hard for me to keep the names straight. <laughs> That's why I wanted to do the cast first to sort of like it helps talk them out <laughs> at least on this one. Sometimes we're fine, but sometimes like with Bloody New Year, I'm like I don't know who's who. Still. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> right. Oh, there is so much good hair in this one. I mean, I also um, like I like Clark said Kelly's fiesta hair. Yes, 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 yes. And I also loved how she mentioned how much money she spent on her hair. So you knew that she put a lot of effort into it. Oh yeah. Mhm. How about prop we would like to own? 
That's right, no other props. Not a single other prop. Ooh, I have a couple. Go for it. Um, so I really loved Josh's computer <laughs> computer fridge. Like, you know, it was like a big computer, but then he opens it up and it's like a fridge. That is so cute. Um, and then I really love the Prom Queen 1957 sash. I would love to have that hanging up somewhere. But I actually think my prop that I'd want to own the most is um, it is in the principal's uh, office and it's the class photo from Mary Lou's year. And then it falls off and, you know, it's got a crack um, like on Mary Lou. I'd love to have that photo. That's such and a hang good that moment. Up. Such a good yes, one. Yes, it is. It's so good. Agreed. Agreed. What about you, Clark? Well, first, I want to say when Jamie said Josh, I'm surprised she didn't pick his potato. <laughs> <laughs> Everything Mar- was leading up to the potato, and I did not choose it. <laughs> In my Marge Simpson voice, I just think they're neat. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, think, I think she did not choose potato because um, I gave her a hard time when she wanted to choose a dog once because it's alive and a potato is... <laughs> is food and it's going to be spoiled. <laughs> so now every time I'm thinking of a prop, I'm like, okay, is it alive or not alive? Can I consider it alive or not alive? Can if you it's have not it alive, now or will it expire by then? Yes. Right. <laughs> it's going to be a chip. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, well, I, I would think anybody would want the crown, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of just encapsulates the whole movie. But, I did write um, it down. If I had to pick anything, um, I mentioned it earlier, that sarcophagus um, in the prop room was so badass. And I think for like any Halloween kind of themed room, that'd be amazing to have. Oh, yes. Awesome. So for me, I I said that I wanted the the horse, but only if it's animatronic and works. With the tongue. <laughs> the tongue and the jaw and the eyes. I mean, mm-hmm. it has to work. So maybe just the horse head, because I know it's not the whole thing. So maybe just the horse head. I'll put it on my shelf of heads. But <laughs> <laughs> realistically, I know that it probably does not work. So if I cannot have the animatronic horse head, I would, I would love, even though 1957 is not a good year for capes, I want the cape. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd love to display it in like a shadow box on the wall. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. I have my own little museum. In my uh, special nice. effects notes, I actually notated the ugly rocking horse equipped with tongue action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the rocking horse is like kind of like so iconic for this movie. Like when I think of this movie, the rocking horse definitely like pops up in my head at some point. Yeah. Yep. I have a few things that automatically come to mind whenever I think of this movie. It is The Rocking Horse. Mm -hmm. And it is the opening dance scene with all the fantastic music and swing dance. Yep. And, okay, we'll just go right into cinematography because this is part of cinematography, I think. Um, There is one specific shot that has always stuck with me. And it is so bizarre for just because it's it's nothing. It literally is is nothing. But when um, Vicky Mary Lou is walking through the lockers to go, you know, kill her friend, and there's the shot 
of her foot just walking over across the locker. It sounds so dumb, but the dancer in me loved it because how her the ball of her foot hit and then slowly, gracefully came down. <laughs> I was into it. I was like, ooh, I wish my feet looked like that. <laughs> and now when I do the ballet, I think of that role of from the ball of the foot to the heel. And I know that's so dumb, but I've it's- always thought that shot. I actually have that shot written down for my cinematography notes. Now, I didn't know as much about the foot. Um, (laughs) My my notes on it are not as graceful or in-depth, but I did write, like, hey, I like when you see the foot uh, underneath the lockers and that scene. So Mm -hmm. I I did write that scene down. Yeah, I'm all looking at it technically, like the dance position of the the Mm -hmm. foot and how it rolls. And this was, like, when I saw this, it was pre-ballet for me. So I'm like, I think that may have had a little bit of influence on how I hold my feet now. Oh, for real. I mean, that's like a really great endorsement for this movie. <laughs> where it's like, this movie changed the dancer that I am, you know? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, just like Witchboard made me the woman I am today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Prom night two made you the dancer you are. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Especially since, you know, they were doing the 50s thing. And this was, you know, before the swing craze came back 10 years mm-hmm. later. So, but I was into it then. I was into it when I saw it in 1992. So I was so excited. One um, part about the dancing, though, that confused me was whenever um, Vicky was possessed by Mary Lou at the prom at the end. She's mm-hmm. doing like a kind of like a shimmy, like, ooh, uh-huh. yeah, you like that? And uh-huh. I'm just like, was that around in the 50s? Would Mary Lou know to do that? I know she was a little bit of a hussy, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> she was ahead of her time. Right. Bless her. <laughs> I, you know what? There, There is a 50s dance that kind of does that. I can't remember which one it is, but I'm, I'm seeing it. But it's, it's a couple's dance. So, yeah, I got to figure it out. You know, because all those dances back then, they had a very specific name and a very specific foot pattern. So, but yeah, I, it wasn't the mashed potato, but I don't remember which one it was, but I definitely remember seeing something like that either in the fifties or the sixties. The only one I know how to do is the Freddy because of true Beverly Hills. Other special effects I just wrote, you know, that I loved it, that it's so very colorful and I love Vicky's um, slow transformation into Mary Lou. I really liked how they did that and how like when Vicky is real Vicky, she doesn't wear any eyeshadow or lipstick and only wears like pink nail polish. And when Vicky is being possessed slowly but surely and then full on, she starts wearing um, like coral lipstick and red nail polish and like really dark eyeshadow and some eyeliner and stuff like that. Um, turning into full-on hussy, as uh, Clark would say. So I love the transformation and how they filmed that. And, you know, showed it to you. Not just through the clothes, but through the angles of the shots and the mannerisms and everything like that. And, um, yeah, that's all I got for, for cinematography. Uh, what about you, Clark? I just thought it was very, like, it It worked. Mm-hmm. Um they did everything they needed to. Um, they made moments tense when they needed to be mm-hmm. light and fun when they needed to be. Mm-hmm. 
I was going to say, though, I forgot what part. When did she actually get fully possessed? Was it when she got sucked into, like, the chalkboard pool? Oh, yeah. That was a fun scene also, that by the way. Oh, that was I love how scene. the letters get all scrambled mm-hmm. up. And there's, like, some letters hanging out up at the top of the board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that is where she got her full Mary Lou on, right? I, can't, I, can't, I just can't remember what part of the movie that happens. And I do remember, of course her her coming out is Mary Lou yeah. at, the, um, at the school but I can't remember the scene that happens immediately before that yeah because before it was just a lot of like uh, mm-hmm. just baiting her into it like just to go to go crazy basically with like the cafeteria food being nasty mm-hmm. and with the like her bed covering vacuum sealing her mm-hmm. <laughs> the volleyball scene yeah oh yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Oh, agreed. And yeah, I just, I love this movie is so colorful. It makes me happy. I love the colors. I like the shadow, the shadows in it too. Like just how mm-hmm. they use light and shadows. It was really cool. And um, there was a lot of like ominous kind of like building shots, like the yes. shot up to the church. And like, so I liked that too. Mm-hmm. And I also, I like the scene where, um, Vicky is walking through the cemetery when she goes to Mary Lou's headstone, mm-hmm. which is also a fun prop, uh, the headstone. Uh-huh. But um, I like when she walks through the cemetery, too. But the color was awesome in this movie. This is a nitpicky detail, but I was very irked that the headstone didn't have any actual dates on it. Like it just had a year. <laughs> I was like, I want- that's not how a headstone works. That's not how a headstone works, unless you don't know. But you do know. In 1957, you do know. <laughs> it's not like it was a mystery. So <laughs> it kind of bugged me. And I was actually, in my silly little brain, I was going to plan to release this episode on the date that she died. Like, <laughs> oh. I thought it would be funny. But there is no date. So, wah, wah. <laughs> The Dolls of Horror present uh, Prom Night 2, Hello, Mary Lou, in remembrance of Mary Lou. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it kind of, you know, ruined my plan. But I, I had an idea for a short time that I'm, you know, it's prom season. So I'll just release it the day that Mary Lou died, whether it was like May 1st or whatever, you know. But no, it just said 1957. I was like, oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> Damn it. We need to know the date. Like, we need uh, to know no. the date. I to need properly, to properly, you know, remember, properly <laughs> honor Mary Lou. <laughs> so true. And we don't even have a birthday for her. Like, we only have the birth year. We, we couldn't even have a birthday. Come on. Dang. No respect for Mary Lou. Oh, she was a Leo. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, is that all you guys have for uh, cinematography? Mm-hmm. Yes. Goody, goody. Um, special effects. You're going to make this look good in post, right? How is post? Keep flailing. Oh, so many, right? Yeah. I mean, again, the computer, like, I, it's so funny, but I love the computer. Blue electric, like, it's really fun. And, um, of course, I just love, like, Mary Lou creature, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, her arm coming out of Vicky and, like, just... Her all burned up is really gorgeous. Her zombie form was amazing. I love yeah. I loved zombie Mary Lou. I want to say they almost was it a puppet first, and then they went to like the full girl zombie. 
Because I feel like her proportions are really odd when they first showed her. Mm-hmm. They were kind of odd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I, I wonder. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I also notated like I also notated everything you all just said. The creature Mary Lou and the the chalkboard swimming pool was pretty sweet, and um, the fire, of course, because that was amazing. We already talked about it, but it was great. And um, you know, there were about twelve people credited under special effects here, but there was one specifically that was credited for mechanical effects. So I'm sure he was in charge of the horse I want and creature Mary Lou, maybe, you know, and the person is Jim Doyle. And he also did the effects for the stand ghoulies Friday, the 13th part seven um, nightmare on Elm street one. Okay. And going back to my childhood, (laughs) kids incorporated. Has anyone ever seen that musical show? With Love Hewitt, yes, and because it wasn't Fergie. Jennifer back then, and for yes. oh my god, oh my she god. was Stacy Ferguson. Yes, oh my god, I love that. Okay, yes. I'm, geek- I'm geeking out because Summer and I like know the same crap. We got like the Roundhouse. We got Kids Incorporated. Oh yeah, now. like these are shows that nobody seems to know, and I'm just like, no, what? No, <laughs> nope. Yeah, Kids Incorporated was Jennifer Love Hewitt's start and she was just credited as love hewitt and she looked like she was what like eight or ten maybe super young so young Mm -hmm. and stacy ferguson also so young and a lot of other really really good and talented um children who just sang and danced the whole show it was a 20 minute musical it was great how fun. I wish I wish I knew this show. Well, I really do. You do now. And I'm going to send you some clips because they're on YouTube. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Clark will, will message me after he hears an episode and he'll like all the things I talk about that nobody has a clue on. You know, so Clark, Clark and I, you know, we're, we're special. We know. Yes. Kindred spirits. <laughs> Kindred <laughs> spirits, especially with the roundhouse. Like, <laughs> seriously. Oh. I still love that show. It's so good. Uh, I'm not mm. surprised, though, that you said that uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, because I was going to say there's so many parallels mm-hmm. here. That's why I said Carrie mm-hmm. when you said Nightmare on Elm Street earlier. Mm-hmm. Because, like, totally. you think about the rocking horse and the tongue. It's totally like the Freddy tongue and the phone. That's exactly what I thought. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then um, the bed fondly part reminded me mm-hmm. a lot of, like, the stretchy fabric they use behind Nancy mm-hmm. whenever he comes out of the wall. Mm-hmm. 100%, yeah. And even, like, the... Um, the zombie arm breaking out of um, Vicky almost mm-hmm. reminds me of like coming out of Jesse in part two. Mm-hmm. I thought that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. And when you'd mentioned the, um, you know, the carry me nightmare, I did. I said, I think I wrote something about nightmare, but I couldn't remember where. And I just, yeah, just hit it. So yes, agreed. Especially with the tongue and the phone and the horse. Yeah. I totally saw oh, yeah. that too. Mm-hmm. So phallic, so gross. <laughs> I know. So <laughs> iconic. <laughs> I'm just surprised people don't do like those silly little dubs over it. Like all of a sudden it shows the horse. It's like, I'm going to lick, 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 lick you like a <laughs> yes! Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, they don't do it because they, they're not cool enough to know this movie. True. <laughs> oh. So either of you have anything else to add on the effects? <clears throat> I know I kind of cut one of you off a little bit, so. 
No, they're they're fun, you know. They're um, fun. I don't have anything else to say but that they were fun, and I do particularly like those kind of Freddy esque mm-hmm. uh, special effects that you guys mentioned. For sure. Yep. Let's move right on to music, huh? Oh yeah. Tutti frutti. You know, um, uh, you guys have a full <laughs> page of music, so I'll let you all go first. <laughs> I mean, I liked it. I like like the actual songs that are in it. The Mary Lou song is like fabulous. I love Which that, one? that. There are two. I guess both of them. I like yeah. both of them. Um, so all the Mary Lou music. I love the Tutti Frutti at the beginning. Um, and the composition I like too. Um, there was some really like dark and spooky vibes with like the composition. You know, this was composed by the same person who composed um, all the other prom nights, Paul Zaza, but he also did uh, Popcorn, Curtains, uh, My Bloody Valentine. Nice. And A Christmas Story. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to say he had something to do with the, um, what's that Christmas horror movie written by the guy who wrote Christmas Story? Oh, um, Black Christmas. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Because of the Christmas story theme, I want to say he has something to do with that, but I can't remember exactly. So I might be wrong. But... I hope so. I love but... Black Christmas. I uh, know. I love the music in that. How it's all dark mm-hmm. and screechy and amazing. Well, it's yeah. got a lot of good credits to his name, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So, anything else, uh, Jamie? I mean, I just love the music. It's mm-hmm. um, there's some toe tapping going on, <laughs> and then there's some creepy vibes. It's got everything you need in a prom horror movie. <laughs> I'm gonna go a step further than Clark and say this is um, Carrie meets Nightmare on Elm Street meets Grease. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. in her one dream, where it was like um, the like I don't know, like decrepit hallway for. Oh yeah. School. There's that greaser who like came up to her. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I definitely, definitely feel that ins- inspiration there. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. And that's why I loved it. Um, anything you want to add about music, Clark? Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't really paying so much attention to the music. I was kind of watching it as mm-hmm. I was working. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the tutti frutti song is that little Richard. Mm-hmm. I, every mm-hmm. time I think of Little Richard, I always think of Full House. <laughs> and there was like an episode, I believe he oh. was on that. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. So that's the only like Little I Richard that I that. know is him being crazy. I'm like, woo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, of course, Tutti Frutti by, by Little Richard. You know, he also sang that on Baywatch. Did he oh, really? really? Early. Like, Maybe season one or two or possibly three, but it was early. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Little Richard on the beach with a British girl. Like she, there was this uh, British chick who was trying to like make it into the music industry or something. And it's been a very long time, very long time since I've seen that episode. But yeah, he was totally in that too. Wow. Like mm-hmm. back whenever it was the, uh, what was it Dick Warlock's son and the girl from, Charles in Charge, back when they were in it. Uh, I want to say her name was like Summer, maybe. I don't know. Yes, it was. But also, she came in a little later. Um, Nicole Eggert came in a little later. But um, Dick Warlock's son and Erica Laniac, 
I was gonna say Ericalaniac. Okay, they all look alike, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> so they all then and her and and um, uh, Nicole had the same like cut, the same short bob, curl or blonde cut. So I can totally see how that would be confused. But I think it was maybe right after um, Billy Warlock left. I think it was maybe the season after that. Okay. So, but yeah, it was definitely most definitely after. Um, season I like to call it season zero when before they got the reboot and fixed everything so so this is probably back when like Pamela Anderson came in then mm-hmm, about that time yeah okay yep yeah so yeah it was early um, anyway yeah Tutti Fruity by Little Richard followed by Little Darlin by the Diamonds okay mm-hmm. and we had two Mary Lou songs. Everyone remembers, even if they don't know it, Hello, Mary Lou by Ricky Nelson. But I'm particularly, particularly partial to the song that's just titled Mary Lou, and it's by Ronnie and the Hawks. And that's the song you hear, one, when she's walking through the hallway after her transformation. Mm-hmm. And then two, when they get into the car at the end and the radio comes on. Uh, okay. Right. Yeah, so they're two different songs, but they're both about some broad named Mary Lou. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so there's that. We have other songs. Uh, Queen of the Senior Prom by the Mills Brothers. And then Outside the City and Soul City by the Partland Brothers. And you guys know me. Anytime there is a swing or jive break, I am a happy camper. So that whole opening yeah. scene made me happy. And as with the first prom night if you like your slasher films with like a five minute dance break then by all means the series is for you (laughs) 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 because the first one was all about the disco i'm -hmm. not a particularly a big disco fan but i enjoyed it and i enjoyed all the dancing and this one was the 50s so i was right at home and as we talked about jamie that's why i really loved um bloody new year because it had the same kind of feel yeah, it's really fun. Musically, really fun y'all. Musically and dancing, yeah. As far as the compositions go, I love how it's really like dramatic and almost like a heartbeat rhythm at times like we might mm-hmm. hear in those other movies that we've talked about, like Halloween, where the the compositions are driving your action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else, guys, on the music? So you would say as a whole, you enjoyed this soundtrack better than the first one? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I listen to these songs anyway. Okay. So there is that. So it's kind of actually hard to judge because I do listen to these songs anyway. I love these songs anyway already. Whereas the first one, those songs were written specifically for the movie. So they weren't mainstream songs. Oh, but you could tell they were mainstream songs. <laughs> yep, as we talked about. I don't know if you listened to that episode or if you remember it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they told Paul to make, uh, write some songs that sound like this, but it won't get him sued. <laughs> and he still got sued. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so... It's hard to say because I already knew and loved these songs, whereas those songs were kind of new lyrically. Sure. Okay. Um, 
How about aging on this one? How well has this one aged over the last 30 plus years? I mean, it definitely does not look like a movie that was made yesterday. No. But it works, you know, and you got like elements of different eras in there because you got like the kind of 50s theme mm-hmm. going as well as like the modern theme at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it definitely doesn't look like it was made yesterday. No, no. It's it's a time capsule, as you like to say, Jamie. Yes, it but is a time capsule. I just love the 50s retrospective. Um, mm-hmm. And like I said, that's why I love Bloody New Year so much. And I figured that out while we were recording it. I would even put this one actually a few years behind just because it was made in 87, which is the year I was born. Mm-hmm. And how I usually judge my things are by Elm Street. <laughs> so, Before and after Elm Street. Yeah. No, this is very um, in line with Elm Street 2 but not Elm Street 3, which was made the same year. I think the mm-hmm. effects in Elm Street 3 were far more ahead of this mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But yeah. if you go to, like, Elm Street 2, they're pretty on par. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I love it that you, you count your years in Elm Street years. <laughs> Me <Definitely>. too. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, the twist... I mean, there's, I, one of the biggest ones to me is that Mary Lou won prom queen. I'm mean, like, when does the town hussy ever win prom queen? They're usually on the yeah. outskirts, you know? But good mm-hmm. for her. She went up there confidently. She's like, yes, it's me. I won this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know she had to do something special to win that. <laughs> Didn't work out for Kelly. <laughs> no, it did not. That's because Mary Lou is that bitch. There you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a hierarchy, okay? <laughs> totally. And I mean, I, it's kind of like a little bit of a twist. I mean, although we saw it coming when we realized, um, you know, that the principal is the person who killed Mary Lou. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I wrote for like your final, our final twist is uh, Mary Lou possesses Bill, the principal. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, everything is safe. Everything's going to be okay. Nope. Actually, not at all. You're all fucked. Oh, Yeah. That and ending I lo- kind of, go ahead, sorry. I was just going to say, I love an unhappy ending. <laughs> <laughs> then you are going to love Allison's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a happy ending at all. And it kind of upset me when I first saw it. Well, I love the movie as a whole. It's um early or mid-80s Australian movie. Oh. And... A possession movie. It's good. While in which about witches and all this good stuff. But while I loved the movie as a whole, I was like, "Oh, that's not what I wanted at all." <laughs> <laughs> it upset me a little bit. But I was like, "Well, we all can't get away, can we?" That's what's true. your guys's? Uh, what's your guys's podcast slogan? It's like um, a place to a spot to feed your tormented addiction. There you go. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> And you grew very in keen with that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Special thanks to the person who left us that review on iTunes because we just totally ripped it off, but it was great. <laughs> I actually thought the ending reminded me a little bit of Phantasm 2, but I don't know if that mm-hmm. came out first or not. Oh. Yeah. The Phantasm mm-hmm. series in my head is just all a big blur. Yeah. I'm like, what came out when and how? And it's like, what? So it's a little bit blurry for me, but I agree. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the pacing on this, I thought it was uh, perfect. Just perfect. Yep. Yeah. 
They had you so know? many uh, solid storyline moments in there too. Um, just like basically, like you get Jess with her unwanted baby, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. and then you get um, a really cute relationship between Monica and Josh that didn't go anywhere for some reason. And I loved that storyline. You're right. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really fun, you know, where she's kind of like, no, I can't. But then she was like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to come stop by. You can kiss me. <laughs> and this is coming from the girl who's like, oh, I'm beautiful. And no one wants to ask me out. I don't know why. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I wish that um, they hadn't have died so they could have continued. <laughs> Because they were supposed to go to the prom together, but she got killed before prom night. So, didn't really work out for her that well. Yeah. Bummer. How long do you think it found the maintenance people to find her body in those lockers? Well, I gotta wonder, did she restretch them out? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Uh, Or were they left in, like, a big, like, glob of metal with blood? I think even if she did restretch them out. But... Um, they still would be dented and 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 like not perfect. So you would be like, mm, something's a little off there. I mean, maybe, but you're talking about supernatural movie crap. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anything can happen. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep, yep. Horses could have tongues that stick out of little prop things. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Happened in Nightmare on Elm Street, except with a phone. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I don't like talking on the phone. Like actually talking on the phone. I'll text you all day long, but please don't call me. <laughs> Unless it's like an absolute emergency and this has to be talked out. Don't call me. So maybe maybe that was like a deep-seated fear that I didn't know about. I have like two. Um, one with phones, though, is really weird. It's from the movie The Gate. Have you ever seen that one? Mm-hmm. Oh, Stephen mm-hmm. Dorr. There's yeah. a part where it's like a big red phone, I think, and it's on the wall, and it starts melting. And that mm-hmm, scared me mm-hmm. as a child to no belief mm-hmm. for no reason. But my, my biggest deep fit is here, which uh, my husband knows and people around me actually know, is ceiling now fans. Now everyone's going to know. I know. <laughs> ceiling fans. And it's because I played a Final Destination game, and they said that I was going to get decapitated by a ceiling fan. And since then, I've had so many weird moments with ceiling fans that I'm just, like, paranoid around them now. Oh, dear. <laughs> Oh, so, you know, you're, like, looking up when it's making the noise, and you're, like, I'm just going to step aside Well, I had one that was, like, off-center, so it was, like, all Mm -hmm. (laughs) tipsy-turvy. Yeah. (laughs) You know, we actually had this conversation, Henry and I, maybe a couple of months ago, and can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I thought thought I hit my mute button on accident. Um, And I told him that it's a totally irrational fear because I do not have your final destination game moment, Clark. But I'm always afraid the ceiling fan is going to break and fall on me. Maybe while it's even going. But because, I mean, we grew up with ceiling fans. My grandma had one in our house that was actually very, very rockety. Mm -hmm. But the one I have is it's firmly planted into the ceiling and it does not move, though it makes noise. But I always have this thought, what if it's going to break and fall on me? So I get it. <laughs> and I told Henry, I said, I know it's completely and totally irrational. And I don't know why, but I always have a fear that this thing is going to fall on me. So well, we were looking at houses and there was like this one that had like a, you know how Winnebago's are where they have that little <laughs> tiny bed area up there. Uh-huh. Um, so it was almost like that. Like it, there was no bunk bed. It was actually like 
part of the wall, but mm-hmm. you can like climb up a little ladder and there's like a little space you can lay down. Can't sit up in, but you can lay down in. Mm-hmm. But the ceiling fan was right there. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you're like, this is not happening. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. Nope. Well, I will tell you from personal experience because I've definitely like um I've definitely like accidentally like hit the ceiling fan before when I was like hula hooping, like hit it with the hula hoop. Or um I think I might have been like trying to kill a bug once. There was a wasp in my house and it was on the fan. Um and you know, so I've hit the ceiling fan before and like the velocity didn't like hurt me. Um it didn't come crashing down. So I will tell you that um yes, it is a scary thought, but it's not. It, it's not so bad. You did get a card saying it was going to kill you, though. Yes, <laughs> that's true. That's very true. I was like, I don't want to play that game. <laughs> it might just get to that me. That's fun though, but terrifying. But fun, but terrifying. I think I want to say it was on the uh, um, Final Destination Two. At the end, there's like a game you could play in the menu. Oh, fun! Okay. Yeah. I love Final Destination. I love that whole franchise. It's really fun. Have either, either of you ever had like a final destination moment where like you had this premonition to do something so you done did it and then if you didn't do it you would have gotten like hit or something because I have. No. Not off the top of my head. So I'm going to share this and I'll probably share it again when we do final destination. But one time Clark, you will know this area more than Jamie will, of course, but I was riding my bicycle home from Vaughn's where I worked right down. Um, wasn't Stockton, California. Okay, it was the yeah. one that ran North South yeah. from that corner. So I lived off of Bell Terrace at the time. So I was riding my bike down in the bike lane and I, I had this thought to myself. I said, I should probably just get on this ledge. Cause you know, there's that embankment um, on the West side of the street. So I was like, okay, I should, I'll just, get on this ledge and ride on this ledge for a while. Not no, no rhyme or reason to it. I just did it. And about 10 seconds later, a car comes barreling down the bike lane. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when I realized you should really trust your intuition. <laughs> like, like a lot. So, Oh yeah. Cause I, I immediately asked, I'd already seen final destination at the time. I think part one and part two. So I stopped. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> You were like, I just had a final destination moment. I did. I did. That's why I said to myself in my head. And I was like, oh, this isn't good at all. <laughs> at least it didn't come back for you. Exactly. Yeah, I, I know, was right? High, I was on high alert for a few weeks. <laughs> in my head, just looking for things to go wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah. I had my own final destination moment. <laughs> okay. Um back to prom night too we had a little our little rant it's good um our scary rating well i want to do something a little different just because you Mm -hmm. guys always have the same scary rating so it's Mm -hmm. i'm not scared (laughs) (laughs) and i mean after a certain age when you've been around horror movies for so long you're so desensitized there's no Mm -hmm. way you're gonna be scared so I just want to put like the one moment I thought was actually kind of creepy in this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there was one scene and it was, um, I don't know if it was Vicky or Mary Lou herself, but she was at the very top of the staircase almost. And then all of a sudden they close the door and it's like a gated door, I want to say. And then 
pops up right there in front and covers obviously the person in the back. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. That was a good moment. I was like, okay, that's creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good jump scare. That too. is a good creepy moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like that I think one. This. Um, I think a creepy moment for me is, um, okay. Maybe the horse because I've always had a thing about, inanimate objects coming to life and i think they did it really well there yeah you have like and, how many inanimate, inanimate objects <laughs> exactly and now i have a um i did have when i was a child uh, one of those types of rocking horses so it, it wasn't nearly as beautiful as that one it was kind of you know ugly but it's <laughs> plastic carousel horses yeah mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. Yep. we had two we had one that was on springs that you could like mm-hmm. bounce on but then we, there was one that was actually on a rocker so kind of like a rocking chair horse but yeah so i did have that thing with the the horse but then i also always was creeped out by the um the chalkboard pool Mm -hmm. that was such a good effect it's a really good effect i love that yeah i love that whole scene it's really fun yeah that that scene and the and the um there's a scene in poltergeist part three which is like a mirror effect where there's, I don't remember, it's been a very long time, but those two scenes I always like related to each other. And I think maybe I even actually thought that um, one scene belonged in one movie and one scene belonged in another movie. But yeah, so the chalkboard pool scene kind of, kind of always creeped me out too, which is great. Well, I think there's some real tension and creepy factor too when Mary Lou is like stalking her friend in the locker room and mm-hmm. she's like, in the locker room and she's like hiding and she's looking mm-hmm. around the lockers. I always kind of like that effect when you're in a locker room and mm-hmm. you know, you're looking around the person somewhere over there. So I did like the tension there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That part cracks me up though. Cause she's like all mad at her and then she goes to take a shower and they're like making up and she's like, I, I, don't I don't know if I want to make up and be that friendly with my like friend, but naked, you know, I'm like, Oh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Agreed. It was kind of like, okay, I've never had a friend, had a fight with a friend and then have them approach me in the shower. <laughs> I know. I'd be like, I hold on. Give me just a second. We can like make up and talk, but just give me a second to get the shampoo out of my hair. <laughs> she, was trying to show, she was trying to show how vulnerable she is. She's like, I'm completely vulnerable. I'm naked. Yeah. <laughs> but the best friends seem kind of into it. She's like, yeah, oh, first. oh at you. First, at first, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, oh, you. Oh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Maybe it was like, more common in the 80s. We're all such prudes now. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways. Like, I have no problem being naked around my friends, my female mm-hmm. friends. But I'm from the theater, so that's kind of like what you do. You don't really oh, care yeah. who's around you. Oh. You're just changing your costume, and you have 30 totally. seconds to do it. So, you got to do it right now. Yep. So... <laughs> But yeah, so it's like, whatever. Um, I also loved in this movie how it, it's, um, it definitely plays on the campy side of horror. But then it also tried to be serious sometimes, too. So I like that, that nice yeah. little mix you had. You had some comedy, you had some laugh, but you, then you had some real tension, like in the locker room. In that whole scene, mm-hmm. it was funny. And then I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. Those are yeah. the best ones. It's a to little me. bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Yes, agreed. Agreed. I, I like movies like um, what was that one that came out with? Um, oh, I can't even think. Before Midsummer, it was 
the one with the family with Tony Hereditary. Collette. Hereditary, mm-hmm. such a great movie, but the rewatch value on there is not very high for me just because it's so draining because <laughs> it's so serious. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, it's an emotional like. It's emotionally heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So give me yeah. some fun. <laughs> yeah, that one doesn't yes. have any fun. <laughs> no fun. No fun at all. I gave that one a rewatch. I saw it in the theater and I had not seen it since. I rewatched it maybe a month ago because Taylor told me to. And I was just like, okay, I like it a little bit better now. Because I, I saw some things I missed, of course. But yeah. I'm, I'm still a little bored. And a little drained. Like, oh, yeah. not No fun. I need some fun in my movies, for sure. Um, what do you all think of the story? Super. I mean, I love, I love like, prom, high school kind of horror movies. So I'm, I'm pretty much, like, already there. You know, I'm like, cool. It's a prom movie. I like prom movies. But, um, you know, I like the idea of, like, Mary Lou coming back for revenge after all these years. And um, I like Vicky's kind of, like, story being a part of that. Um, so, yeah, I thought the story was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I, I almost wonder um, if it's supposed to be a prom night movie or if it was just a story that was written and they're like, oh, let's make it into prom night because it takes place at prom. Mm-hmm. It's just so different from the first one. First one's slasher. This one's supernatural mm-hmm. possession almost. It is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It is a possession movie for sure. Now, I have a fun fact since we're talking about it that, again, I haven't verified this, but it was written and filmed as the working title, The Haunting of Hamilton High. Of course, we know Hamilton High was the the school, Mm -hmm. but that's what they were going to call it. And so they changed the title to Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2 by the distributors and um, decided to market it as a sequel. Oh, so it was originally intended as a standalone movie. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That makes sense. Maybe mm-hmm. partially standalone because, you know, if you're a fan of part one, you know Hamilton High. Right. Right. So, but yeah, it wasn't supposed to have the the name Prom Night 2 on it. Um, okay. I love several little things about, I don't know if this is necessarily story. It could be cinematography. But it, they, they use these elements to push your story along. Like, I love, for example, how Vicky's room is like a child's room and signifying that she's still treated as a child, even though she's basically grown. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's her, mo- that's her mom's fault. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, Carrie. <laughs> <Right>? Yeah, <laughs> yep. definitely. Totally. Right? I love that Kelly is just so disgusted with herself for doing what she did to win. <laughs> like she seems just repulsed but she's that desperate to win which yep. is great she wants that crown I love they made it a 50s retrospective which is great um, it's a fun possession story it's a fun vengeance story and I think it's a very well executed story yeah Cause how many times have we, have we seen in a movie where they try to do something but they just totally miss the mark do you think it'd be more remembered if it wasn't a prom night movie? No, I think it would have totally gotten lost in the cracks. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think so. Because it's part of the franchise now. It's part of the series. When you when you want to watch all the prom nights, it's one of them. If it's a standalone, it's going to be like Bloody New Year where it just gets lost. That's true. Mm-hmm. It'll still have its cult 
cult following, I'm sure, but it wouldn't, um, I don't think it would have gotten as much play if it wasn't part of prom night. Makes sense. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're almost done. How about overall movie rating? And the winner is... Who wants to go first? Well, I'll give this one, even though, let me just preface this. I'm very easygoing. You guys are much harder <laughs> with your ratings. We are. <laughs> I, I could give like a movie uh, a nine really easily. I'm going to give this one a seven. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely middle ground. It's not something that like, I feel like I need to watch over and over and over again, but I like revisiting it every few years. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's all seven from my end. Yeah, I'm going to give it, um, I'm going to give it a seven and um, a rocking horse. <laughs> I was just gonna say seven and a rocking horse tongue. Oh my gosh! Can I change mine and do seven and some glitter wigs? Yes, yes. <laughs> seven and some glitter wigs. Seven so dolls with glitter wigs. Yes, so slightly above a seven for all of us. That's a good yes. rating for anyone who's listening to this for the first time. Jamie and I are really tough. A lot of a lot of movies, I will personally maybe give a five to, and that's not a bad rating a five is something i'll watch every year so a seven or a six even is way higher that's definitely a repeat watch for me yeah that's a good score mm-hmm. and it's fun because there's rocking horses and um glitter wigs and all kinds of fun stuff in there <laughs> i mean i will say i mean i should have mentioned this earlier in the kill section but i will say like i was a little bummed out by kelly's kill it was like Kind of lame. It was kind of like all these other creative kills, and then she just gets impaled by a neon bar. Yeah, that actually brought me back to Carrie almost with a girl who got hit by yeah. the fire hose. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. like we have all, we have the locker room and the computer, and oh, she just gets 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 stuck. Okay, I was a little bummed about that, but, but you know, can't win them all. <laughs> yeah, no, it would have been funny if she got impaled through the mouth for obvious reasons. <laughs> Oh, I would have been into that. Same. <laughs> I would have loved that. That would have been great. Yes. <laughs> Especially since it's Mary Lou doing it. So she's like, oh, this is what you done did? Okay. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Trying to steal my crown? Yeah, right, bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So it's unanimous. Seven and some parts. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good rating. And I think that people need if they haven't seen it for sure. Um, I did have a couple on, of reads. On Tubi. On Tubi. It's been on Tubi yeah. for quite a while, so I'm, I'm happy about that. Um, I did have a couple of notes. Um, something I observed, like, all the boys in the volleyball game, the only thing they were doing was setting it up. Like, they weren't actually playing, but they were treating it like they were playing a game. Like, yeah! And it was like, the nothing? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. And this was filmed at Highland Junior High School in Edmonton. So, oh, Highland. yep. There's some there's some moments where you're definitely like, this is can this these are Canadian people. Yeah, <laughs> these are Canadians, and I love it. But <laughs> there's some moments where it really shows. Yes, especially in their their um, dialect. When I was doing mm-hmm. the epic lines, I was writing some down. And I heard like some weird little nuances, and I'm like, is this a Canadian film? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yep, the first one was as well, and I, I assume yeah. the other two are. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, I got some fun facts. Woo. Okay, so one thing that I read, which I thought was hilarious, 
was uh, the phone number Mary Lou writes in the confessional booth in the beginning for a good time call was the screenwriter's uh, phone number. And no oh, one called. Messed up. And no one called. But again, I don't know if that's true or not. I need to go back and look to see if it's a 555, you know, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, that's funny. Um, it was a 588. 588. Oh, there you go. I want to say that if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. So and no one called. Wah wah. <laughs> it would be fun to call them and be like, Mary Lou. And the person's like, what? If this movie wasn't 35 years old, I totally would. Yeah, totally. <laughs> okay. It's like, no, no, I, I, I want to go kill some folks with you. Can we just have a good time that way? Yeah. <laughs> good for her for broadcasting herself, though. Like, usually it's people being dicks and like, oh, do this first. She's like, oh, no, I want the attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. It's a big free country, right? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, did y'all, I'm sure y'all picked up on the fact that um, every character, well, not a lot of the characters in the na- in the film shared last names with famous horror folks. Like, I think um, I heard Carpenter, right? You did hear, oh, Vicki yeah, Carpenter mm-hmm. is her name. Mm-hmm. We have um, Kelly Hendenlotter. Oh, nice. Or oh. Frank Hendenlotter. Yep, love and him. Yeah, Jess Browning for Todd Browning. We had Mr. Craven, of course, obviously. We have uh, Monica Waters. John Waters? Yeah. Yep. Okay. We have Mr. King, of course. We have Mr. Romero, and we have Matthew Dante. Nice. Wow, I did not pick up on that. But yeah, that that's definitely like a that was definitely on purpose for sure, because there's so mm. many of them. I did not pick up on that. Yeah, the only one that I really picked up on was Craven, Mr. Craven. Great. Right. Because, you know, we love us some Craven. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, through, though the movie is filmed in 1987, relics of this movie could still be found at the junior high school it was filmed at, including the black paint that covered the windows. And it was there up until 2001 when they replaced the windows. Well, that's fun. It is fun. Um, maybe this is why I like, um, Terry Hawk so much because her character, Kelly was always drinking a diet Pepsi through every scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my girl. Product placement. Yeah. She is my, she is my spirit animal. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's all I got. There's not a whole lot, uh, written on this one. So in some of the stuff I read, I was like, I don't believe that. <laughs> I'm not even going to say that. So, yeah. I won't even dignify that with, you know, giving yeah. it any time. <laughs> no, hopefully we will be able to get to talk to the director of this in the near future. And we can ask him some things. Yeah. And hopefully he can share some some fun stories with us about it. So we're we're working on getting Bruce Pittman on the show. And I'm so excited. Do you? Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. Fingers yes. crossed. I think it's going to be such an honor. So, yeah, I'm very excited. Okay, it is shout-out time. First and foremost, we got Clark, you know. Howdy. Howdy. Our <laughs> artist who came back to play with us, and I'm yes. so excited. I can't wait for you to come back again and again and again. So, yes. Thank I you. Always, for- 
everything a good time come on I, yeah. i'll jump on here whenever i can <laughs> yeah thank you for everything though the art and the fun and jumping onto our live streams with us and playing trivia and all of it you know you're you're a valued member of the dolls of horror team and we love we you. love our clark doll we love yeah. our clark doll well i'm caught up completely to um this episode so maybe mm-hmm. i'll give a little hair change for jamie since she's oh. styling me look <laughs> <laughs> it's a little shorter now <laughs> it is <laughs> I, I mentioned that to her last week or mm, last week or the week before when she popped on and it was just, it looked, I think she was maybe leaning forward. I'm like, girl, your hair has gotten so long. <laughs> it was the first time I've been able to wear my hair in like a ponytail in a very long time. Like so much hair hit the floor of that salon the other day and it felt great. You know, it's like, yes, get rid of it. And I looked down and I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah. And this is, this is about the length you had when you started the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I just looked at you and said, damn, your hair's gotten long. And then, yeah, so we're back to we're back to the beginning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We've come full circle. Full, full circle. Bob. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> okay. Next, we have producer Jesse. Jesse. Hello, Hello Jesse. How's it going? Are you good? How are you doing? I'm good, as always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Um, Jesse is our wonderful, wonderful producer who works very hard on the show and putting it all together and making us sound great. So thank you so much for, for all of it, because we love you. Absolutely. I love you, too, and I'm happy to do it. And just a reminder to all you listeners that we can be found wherever you can listen to podcasts. You can also find us on the social medias on Facebook and Instagram at The Dolls of Horror and Twitter at Just Dolls of Horror. And if you prefer email and want to reach out to say hi, give us some feedback, or even some movie suggestions, you can do so at the Dolls of Horror at yahoo.com. And if you're both willing and able to help support the show so that it can keep growing, please feel free to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash the Dolls of Horror. For as little as $5 a month, you can access our episodes a week in advance. Plus, your name will be permanently entered into a regular drawing for a free Dolls of Horror t-shirt that we will announce every month during our monthly live stream. Every calendar month, we'll be drawing a name from our list of supporters where you can win a t-shirt or even be part of the live stream killer trivia duel where you can win even more Dolls of Horror merchandise. And if you want to check out any of our other merchandise on your own, just follow the link in the description. Absolutely. Thank you, Jesse. All right. Absolutely. Thanks, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> So All good right. at speaking, Jesse. Like you could be a professional disc jockey. Well, I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> I mean, to listen to you all the time. Well, let's well, let's put it this way: it's it's much easier when it's written down right in front of you, as opposed to just going off the top of your head. But um, but I appreciate it. I'll I'll, I'll still take the compliments. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Okay, um, podcast shout-outs. Um, our boys, Wes and Kevin, over at It's a Horror Podcast doing their thing. So check them out for sure. They did a prom night episode. I think it was during their Slasher series. So where they talked, where they ranked all four prom nights and the remake, I believe. Um, you know, their favorite from, you know, five through one. So it's a lot of fun. Um, then we also have Taylor's podcast. That's heavy. So check out our friend Taylor Ball's heavy metal podcast. He's doing some really fun interviews right now and 
totally rocking it. And also his band, Tragic Forms. They're doing their thing, working hard to create some more music for us. Hopefully they have some new singles out in the next couple of months. Very excited for that. And then we have um, the Saturday Night at the Movies podcast. I mean, we love those bo- those boys and that gal. They're awesome. Brian and Daryl and Kate, they're just a lot of uh, fun to listen to. And they're really nice people, so check them out. I have a new shout-out, a new Instagram friend, if you will. Her screen name... I loved, so I had to go like her page instantly, just based on the name. It is Horror and Hallmark. Oh, girl, that is right up your alley. (laughs) Right? And I sent a message saying how fantastic her screen name is. And then we started talking about the podcast, and she's contemplating doing a podcast has been for a while, so that's fun. So hopefully we can get Miss Horror and Hallmark on here, because that name kicks so much ass. I just followed her too because of your endorsement. So um, (laughs) I'm looking forward to seeing what you're all about, Horror and Hallmark. I love it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She got some really, really good entertaining posts out there as well. It's not just a name. So, yeah, please definitely go check out um, Horror and Hallmark. Mm -hmm. It's all one word. So there you go. And um, gosh, I think that's about all I have for shout outs. Do you guys have anyone? Just shout out to shout out to everybody here on this podcast with mm-hmm. me. It's been a it's been a fun dance through prom night too, um, and also yeah, just shout out to all of you listeners. I hope you enjoyed uh, doing a little prom dance with us as well. Doing a little jive, hmm? <laughs> mm-hmm. and then I'll yep. shout out the the gentleman and anyone who actually watched and listened to the trivia night from mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street. It was such a good time. I'm super bummed you couldn't make it, Jamie, but I'm glad to be your I alternate. Know. um but for anyone listening to this now they do it again jump on it was it was a blast yeah it was so much fun i mean and we were so grateful to to have two willing participants to be our guinea pigs for our first ever trivia night and not a lot went wrong so that was really exciting because i was expecting a, a shit show really (laughs) <laughs> so it was great it was so great so yeah we we definitely look forward to doing more more trivia and for anybody interested um previous guest and my co-star elena tully and i are going to hopefully be together again in um july and we hope to do a live stream trivia night um her and i in the same room or we're going to battle out some Freddy trivia. And she's going to kick my ass. I know it. But it's going to be a good time. Because she's my girl. And, you know, she's all the way in Ireland. So she couldn't participate in our trivia night. But I thought it would be so much fun when we do get to see each other in the flesh again. We'll just we'll just battle it out side by side. <laughs> Ooh, and you better plug your movie you're going to be in. Because I watched the trailer and I was cackling at your part it made me laugh so much <laughs> yes me too me too crave roots of evil is the movie that clark is talking about that elena and i were both in and it is great i don't know how much i can say about the plot or you know my part in it but it was a lot of fun to do um and 
There is a trailer out on Indiegogo right now. They're just trying to get a few more dollars worth of funding so they can finish it up, but it's almost done. They have a trailer, and I saw it, and I couldn't believe I actually made the trailer. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) I was so excited. I was so excited. I was so excited. I'm just glad I I wasn't drinking anything when I watched that part. (laughs) (laughs) I would have spit it out. (laughs) I take that as a compliment. Of course. Yes. You did what you were supposed to do, right? Yeah. Yep. That's that's what I that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to make people laugh, so it's good. So oh, but it has such a great cast in it too. I mean when we were filming this movie, there was a lot of people all of us were just like hanging out in the the living room of this house waiting for our scenes to be shot and we just loved each other and enjoyed each other and we were all strangers pretty much but it was just like one big family instantly no ego all love and some of those guys Logan specifically had me rolling like just laughing my ass off oh my gosh I'm so happy to know these people and I'm so grateful to have them in my life now thanks to that movie because they're so talented and so funny so yeah that's all I gotta say just go check it out Um, the uh, Indiegogo link is on my um, profile so you don't have to to donate if you just want to share the page that's cool if you don't want to do anything that's cool but the trailer's fun so the trailer's on the link so you should definitely go and just watch the trailer if you want you know anyway yeah good stuff (laughs) okay guys um what do we got on the horizon jamie for our movies we've got um all kinds of good stuff yeah we got fear.com coming out and then we've got um witchboard part two you know, yeah, to go with Wishboard Part 1. We had such a good time doing Part 1. We decided we wanted to go and do Part 2 as well. So, yes. yeah, I'm very excited to record those in the next couple of weeks. Um, Have you guys thought about doing something like uh, super campy, like Sleepwalkers? <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh. Yep, yep, yep. That'd be a fun one. That would be really yep. fun. Yep. I was, we were throwing around the idea of having like a Mick Garris month at some point. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that could be a good Mick Garris movie. Right? Yeah. And Stephen King, all in one, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, definitely we thought about that. Um, I have a list. <laughs> ever growing. <laughs> oh. Always. So ever growing. <laughs> You'll never run out We've of product. Ta- <laughs> no. <laughs> We've talked about in the near future doing Final Destination with you, Clark. Yeah, I would love to. So fun. I'm so mm-hmm. excited about that. We're going to be doing Hellraiser with Alex. You know, mm-hmm. who's your leather daddy? Mm-hmm. Yep. Ah. Makes sense. <laughs> it's so much sense. <laughs> Billy is going to be returning this summer for Satan's Playground and warlock and if everything works out we want to cover fraternity massacre on hell island which is a movie that he was a part of and it's a it's a gay horror so i've seen it you've seen it (laughs) i've seen it (laughs) 
I haven't, and I'm so excited to see it. I'm so excited to see it. It sounds really fun. I'd go to Blockbuster <laughs> for that one. <laughs> I can't believe you've seen it. You know what? Did you see it before I told you about it? Oh, no. I saw this, like, in, like, the early 2000s, like, before 2010, at least. <laughs> I'm so happy. Because I'd seen it before I knew Billy. And then when I was watching it, I'm like, I've seen this. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no Aww. way. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I've seen this. Oh, that was a lot of fun. Not too many um, gay horror movies out there, so I definitely narr- narrowed it down, you know? Mm-hmm, <laughs> Hellbent. Mm-hmm. Hellbent's probably one of the better ones. <laughs> yeah. 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 I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. No. There's one that I want to see, and I forgot the title, so I probably shouldn't even mention it, but it's about a, a killer unicorn. Oh, snap. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm, it looks so good. It looks so so amazing. I'll talk about that more next time because I can't remember the title right now. I gotta do my research. But it's fairly new. It was in the last five years for sure. Must have been inspired by Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then we we've talked about doing some other things, such as um perhaps Chud. I love fun. Chud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Perhaps Rush Week. Um we've got Wishmaster coming up with my old roommate Sarah. So I'm really excited for that. I finally convinced her to come play with us. Yay. And let us not forget Jamie's birthday. Happy death day. Nice. Yep. So we got that one coming up for her birthday. And when is that again, Jamie? June 1st. Same as Danielle Harris. (laughs) (laughs) I only got Mary J. Blige, I think. (laughs) I got Tony Todd, so I'm pretty happy. Oh. (laughs) So that's what we got coming up on the horizons. Of course, we got live streams and all these other things, too, that haven't, details have not been worked out yet, but we're all very excited. Okay, well. That about wraps up this episode on Hello, Mary Lou Promenade 2 from 1987. Um, this was so much fun. I can't oh, wait till goodness. next prom season to do part three. Kind of. <laughs> kind, kind of. Yes. <laughs> it's so, so, so different. <laughs> it was my least favorite, but I still watched it. <laughs> I still watch it. I'll, I'll watch it once or twice, once every one to two years. There you go. I got to see it. It's Jamie, it is full-on comedy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that is what it is. It is not even trying to be a scary. It is just going oh. there. It's there for the laughs. So watch mm-hmm. it and go in thinking that and enjoy it. Gotcha. Comedy mm. movie, not a horror movie. <laughs> yep. 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 It stars Mary Lou, though. Oh, fun. Okay. <laughs> so, not the same actress, but we have Mary Lou coming back mm-hmm. to cause more trouble. That hussy. Good, good. I actually got her confused. I thought it was the chick from Twin Peaks the first time I watched it. Oh. You mean uh, the actress? or? Uh, yeah, like uh, the one yeah. who played Mary Lou. I thought she was in Twin Peaks, um, but it wasn't. It just looked a lot like her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Well, guys, thank you for sticking with us through this episode and having your prom night with the Dolls of Horror in uh, 2021 when you can't go anywhere or do anything mm-hmm. <laughs> yet <laughs> yet soon maybe next year next year and with that i'm summer i'm jamie and this is clark and you have been listening to the dolls of horror we will talk to you later bye, bye. later 
This has been a presentation of the Dells of Horror. New episodes are uploaded every week. If you'd like to reach out and say hello to the Dells, send them an email at thedellsofhorror at yahoo.com. You can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram, both at the Dells of Horror or on Twitter at Dells of Horror for bonus content. And if you really like the podcast and want to support them financially so that they can keep making episodes, consider sending them a donation. Follow the link in the description or go to patreon.com slash the dolls of horror for more information. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Because the dolls of horror logo is pretty awesome. And the gentleman that you've been talking with this entire time, or rather listening to this entire time, let's say listening to, let's go ahead and say that last part again and pretend like I know how English works. All right. So one thirty. There's always one. There's always one or I'm like, do it over again. Like, Motherfucker. All right. All right. So. Um, I want something radical. So I developed the guacamole radio, but that was no good. All I could pick up was stations in Mexico. So if, if, um, if the gentleman you've been listening to this whole time, um, if you like our logos, the gentleman you've been listening to this whole shut up, I'm doing it again. Take three. If you like our logos, no, I'm gonna do it right. I'm gonna do it right. Do it right. Do the do the correct read. All right, here we go. Um, I did. I, okay, I'll just say I'll say two times. <laughs> right. I'll be quiet this time. I promise. Right.